Welcome to episode six of A Fork in the Road. Today's guest speaker is Can Lee, emergency medicine physician at Scarborough Health Network. Dr. Lee is a full-time physician in the emergency department and has been for over 25 years, where he works to identify critically ill patients and stabilize them for admission to hospital or for surgery. He's also a lecturer at the U of T Faculty of Medicine, Department of Family and Community Medicine, where he teaches both residents and med students. Dr. Lee, welcome to A Fork in the Road. So honored to have you. Thank you. My pleasure to be here. Okay, so today we'll start off with some informative questions to give a little insight into Dr. Lee's career logistically. And then we'll move on to hearing some advice for listeners who might be interested in your career path or a similar career path. And last but not least, we'll head into some more more open-ended, quote-unquote, creative questions for listeners who might not be too sure of what course they'd like to take in life, but think that your career is the potential one that they might be interested in. Okay, so let's get started with some informative questions then. Dr. Lee, could you tell me a little bit more about your career, perhaps in terms of role fulfillment workload or a day in the life of an emergency doctor or a lecturer? Um, I would say that um, a typical uh, life uh, would be that I would work um, on average um, a six hour shift, eight hour shift uh, in the emergency department. Mm-hmm. And so uh, during a shift, uh, it's actually very busy because it's my job that uh, for me to see as many patients as possible in the emergency department mm-hmm. um, to identify the ill ones and stabilize them, but also the ones that uh, need urgent medical treatment. Right. Uh, and so it's a, it's a big challenge to try to uh, devote enough time uh, to the critically ill patients, but at mm-hmm. the same time be able to see the urgent ones and maybe even some of the non-urgent ones uh, at the same time without making them wait uh, unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. Right. Under that vein, I was wondering, Dr. Lee, do you ever find it difficult to separate or distinguish who is, um, quote unquote, like critically ill or who isn't, especially when it's everyone's in the emergency department, right? So there's, to some extent, there's like something pretty serious going on. Yeah, so uh, as an emergency physician, I rely a lot on my triage nurses mm-hmm. uh, to identify the, the really ill ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a bit of a challenge because sometimes they do identify uh, patients that are urgently ill, uh, mm-hmm. not emergently ill. And then sometimes I realize after the fact, after I've seen the patient, that they probably are critically ill. Mm-hmm. So, so we have yeah. a, a layered system where yeah. first the nurse sees them and then I see them. And so usually, after uh, those two processes, we are usually able to identify the, the most ill patients. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So kind of on a similar note, then what do you think are some traits or um, some traits that would make someone suitable for your specific career path? Like, does there need to be some sort of decisiveness or something of the sort? Yeah, I think uh, a couple of uh, characteristics are very important. Uh, one is uh, to be very adaptable. So in other words, uh, we see a wide variety uh, of patients with different complaints uh, and all are unique. And so you have to be very adaptable to each complaint and also to each Mm -hmm. uh, patient. Uh, And sometimes you don't have all the resources uh, that you need at your disposal immediately. And so sometimes you have to improvise. Um, So flexibility, I find, and adaptability is very important. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, I think... um, 
kind of decisiveness, as you mentioned, uh, mm-hmm. is very important because if a patient is crashing on you, if they're not doing well or all of a sudden mm-hmm. getting sicker, then even given not enough information about the patient, you still have to make a decision that can be uh, can affect the outcome uh, within seconds. Right. Yeah, sounds tough. Good for you. <laughs> um, so would you say those are similar characteristics that you observe among quote-unquote successful people in your field? Uh, yes, I'd say that um, the majority, there's, to be honest, a very large uh, burnout rate for our new emergency physicians mm-hmm. uh, within the first few years. But the ones that have uh, gone through uh, my career after maybe five or ten years, mm-hmm. uh, those successful ones uh, would exhibit flexibility, adaptability, uh, decisiveness, and also resilience. Mm-hmm, right. And you mentioned that you've been in the field for over 25 years and that yet at the same time burnout is common even in the first five to ten years. So what's something that you really like about your career, something, a favorite activity, routine that's helped you persevere for so long? Um, I would say that there's a specific uh, activity uh, outside my job. Uh, mm-hmm. I think maybe you refer to something um, you know, during my uh, job. I'd say one of the good things, um, one of the very attractive things is that there's a variety of patients. Mm -hmm. So it's not the same kind of complaint or the same kind of patient that comes uh, through the department. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think that if you really enjoy uh, seeing the critically ill patients, if you enjoy resuscitating them, Mm -hmm. um, then that really kind of makes my day. So if I have a patient that's, um, for example, we call VSA, so vital signs absent, Uh uh, and I'm able to resuscitate them, uh, then that's probably my um, activity at work that I look forward to the most. Right, yeah. And I know for listeners, that's probably not we were, what we were expecting in terms of favorite activity, but that is so <laughs> very cool. Um, yeah, so on a slightly more unfortunate note, because all good things have a flip side, what is something that you find difficult about your career? Um, I think the most challenging thing um, is one of having to do uh, shifts. So in other Mm -hmm. words, having to cover the emergency department, uh, not myself, but the uh, department, uh, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other thing I find challenging is because of the wide variety of patients, I find communication a bit of a challenge. In other words, Mm -hmm. sometimes Mm -hmm. language is a barrier. Uh, the The other thing is a culture sometimes is a barrier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last thing is because most of these patients I don't know very well, I find uh, that we have to establish um, a level of trust uh, mm-hmm. very quickly uh, so that I can uh, you know, figure out their problem and be able to treat them um, in an in a efficient manner. Right, that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, on that note, structurally, despite these ups and downs, um, we'd like to hear a little bit of advice and guidance for people who might be interested in being a doctor or becoming a lecturer in medicine or perhaps even an emergency room doctor. So, how did you know what career or life path was right for you? So, big question. Take your time. Um, I'd say that probably. Um, I didn't know about my career path until probably university. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest with you, I did actually um, start a major in uh, double major in math and physics in, in university, Ooh. and had selected a possible alternate career in engineering. 
mm-hmm. uh, but on a whim, I decided to apply for medicine as well, mm-hmm. and surprisingly, I was accepted. Uh, oh, and yeah. so and so when I thought more about it. Um, I gave myself another year to decide, and mm-hmm. I decided to to try uh, or you know to accept a career in medicine. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, I, so I think it's important, at least if for your listeners, to um, maybe at least uh, study subjects in science, mm-hmm. uh, specifically biology, chemistry, physics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you enjoy that, then that's probably the, the good groundwork to. Uh, to look into a career in in medicine. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I guess medicine's not for me then. I'm, <laughs> I'm okay with science, but the math part is a little. <laughs> yeah. So, but I think that's super valuable because a lot of the times we are kind of um, told as high schoolers, as students, that you know the major that you go into, kind of first year university, is the thing that's going to determine the course of the rest of your life. And I think it's really important to know that, like, you can do something else. Like, even if, you know, you major in math and physics, you can still become a doctor, like, further down the line. And sometimes maybe there's a job opportunity that you didn't even think was possible. Like, you didn't even think that it existed before you saw it in uni or, like, further down the line. So I think that's something really special. Yeah. Well, I think um, if you have a passion for uh, Mm -hmm. any of the subjects you do, and you excel in those subjects, mm-hmm. then it'll be very uh, apparent to, to any um, you know university or school mm-hmm. um, that you're applying for um, th- that they can select this person. So, for example, mm-hmm. I really I really did enjoy math and physics, uh, and I did very well in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I you know applied to med school, and they accepted me. And mm-hmm. in my med school class, I would say there were out of 250 um classmates that were mm-hmm. probably only three or four that had uh, the math and physics background that i had oh okay yes yeah mm-hmm. and i feel like that also makes you stand out from your classmates right because what's a common um pre-med major is it uh health biology no yes i, I yes i would say that um most of the uh, other classmates in med school uh, mm-hmm. would have taken first year biology and I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't take first year biology I did high school biology mm-hmm. yeah. right so I think that segues really well into our next question so um, how did you balance your main goal and other activities and extracurriculars so this can be in high school or in college or even in grad school um, again, I think it goes back to uh, your passion for your subject. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you really enjoy your subject, uh, then you'll devote your time and energy to the um, activities that you like. Mm-hmm. Um, and it won't feel like work. And so mm-hmm. you enjoy it, you're happy. And as a result of that, you know, um, it's easy to fit in other extracurricular activities. Um, mm-hmm. And so it doesn't really feel like so much work. Um, I don't know how else, um, I'm just trying to think, I guess. If you're happy, you sleep well, uh, you eat well, <laughs> uh, you'll take care of yourself, mm-hmm. uh, and naturally all the other uh, things you will have time uh, and energy for, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. definitely makes sense. It's just yeah. passion makes the path easier, right? Uh, correct. Mm-hmm. And this is a bit more niche, but um, what extracurriculars did you do that you feel like relates to I guess, becoming a doctor, or if someone wants to become a doctor, what extracurriculars would you, in hindsight, suggest that they do in high school? Uh, yes, because I decided to uh, go into medicine fairly late, 
Uh, in my uh, studies, I would say mm-hmm. that most of my extracurricular activities weren't necessarily uh, aimed towards this field. Right. Uh, so I would say that looking back, if someone were interested in doing this, um, then definitely spending time uh, in the hospital would be very helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hear some people advising uh, students to maybe be a volunteer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think being a volunteer is uh, useful to make contacts, but they have to understand that the jobs that they're assigned in terms of, you know, wheeling patients around, getting things around, are mm-hmm. not necessarily reflective of what a physician might do. Right. Uh, so what would be helpful would be if you, you know, have a chance would be to spend time um, with a phys- physician, uh, maybe on a shift or something like that, or mm-hmm. in their office uh, would be the most helpful. Okay. Yeah, that definitely sounds valuable because I know most students would probably turn to volunteering at a hospital as the first step towards a medical career. So yeah, that makes sense. And for you, was there a particular incident, event, or activity that made you sure of the career path you wanted to take? Um, like this, I think it was after your first year of university, or? Um, I'd say that um, it's hard to actually know until you see after the fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I actually chose to try it, uh, you know, um, to see if I would enjoy it. And I think that only after I actually did work in the emergency department did I actually realize that I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you have, if I have to point to an example, I would say that there was a newborn, probably just uh, maybe ten days old or something, mm-hmm. uh, who came in and uh, her mother had said that um, uh, that she was uh, vomiting with diarrhea and severely dehydrated, oh, no. and essentially um, with a very very weak pulse. Mm. Uh, and so the nurse was able to establish an intravenous line and for me just using a syringe of saline and just pushing syringes of saline mm-hmm. uh, into this patient yeah. we were able we were able to actually restart her heart just within Whoa. a matter of minutes uh, mm-hmm. and uh, so that kind of um, you know uh, showed me and then the reward from doing that and especially seeing her uh, maybe about a month later um, mm-hmm. showed me that this is really uh, something that I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like that definitely goes back to what we were speaking about earlier about um, not just volunteering in a hospital, but also like making sure you get to see what the doctor does. Well, I'm sure maybe it's a little limited on if a high school will actually be able to see a doctor like fully in action. But yes, yeah, so watching um, and like experiencing mm-hmm. yeah go ahead I, I would i would say that um there might actually be specific programs um, mm-hmm. uh, that might allow you to uh, maybe either shadow uh, someone that you know uh, mm-hmm. in their careers and stuff uh, privacy uh, reasons might make it a bit more difficult mm-hmm. uh, but i think the the more you can actually get an idea of what we actually do uh, the better it is because i actually saw what some of the volunteers would do uh, and I think some of them got turned off uh, having to do some of those menial <laughs> tasks. Right. And to be honest with you, um, the physicians don't have to do some of the things that the volunteers do. So I would say mm-hmm. if you have a bad experience as a volunteer, that ne- isn't necessarily indicative of what we would have to do um, uh, in our careers as physicians. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, and there was one last question that I wanted to ask for advice guidance-wise. Um, I'm not sure if you experienced this yourself, but what would you suggest someone do if their parents didn't approve of their career path? 
Um, I would say、um, that you have to think about how passionate you are about this career path.、Mm-hmm. Um, if you are passionate about it, then I would ask my parents、uh, why it is that they oppose it. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes it's a misunderstanding about their career,、right. uh, and sometimes it's a misunderstanding、uh, between the parents and the child. So,、mm-hmm. um, if you have a good communication in terms of understanding why they oppose it,、mm-hmm. and maybe perhaps it's based on a misunderstanding about the actual career,、mm-hmm. uh, then it's very helpful.、Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to give an example myself is that、mm-hmm. um, I asked my mother. Uh, at an early stage in my medical career, whether I should become a specialist a radiologist,、uh-huh. uh, and she was very adamant that I shouldn't do that because she felt that、uh, you would be sitting in a dark room, just you know, looking at pictures and having <laughs> no interaction、uh, with the patients.、Mm-hmm. Uh, so after I clarified why she felt that I shouldn't go into it, I understood that and then、mm. I accepted it. Right. Whereas if it whereas if it was based on some misinformation, then I could probably clarify and maybe. Um, pursue my passion.、Mm-hmm. That's true. So communication is key. Yes. Okay. So now let's move on to the final section of creative questions. So this is for listeners who are perhaps less sure of their general path, but think that they would like to go into medicine.、Um, okay. So these are also more open-ended questions. So feel free to answer them how you like. These could be things both in and outside of your active career. So, what types of things do friends or family usually seek you out for?、Um, friends and family will seek me out for、uh, general medical advice.、Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, if they hurt themselves or injure、mm-hmm. themselves, they might ask me some、uh, medical advice,、mm-hmm. uh, simply because they feel that it would save them、uh, going to the hospital and maybe waiting. Uh, many hours just、mm-hmm. to find out that、uh, it was a simple fix. Right. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And what's one thing that you would do for zero compensation? This could be literally anything.、Uh, you mean related to、uh, my career job or kind of、um, outside activities? It could be either or because the ultimate goal of these creative questions is to, for a listener,、um, they could listen to your responses and be like, "Oh, maybe that lines up with me," and then they consider like your career as a potential one for them. So it could be both in your job or outside. I mean, I would, I would definitely,、um, you know, be willing to help、uh, anyone that's injured,、mm-hmm. um, you know, outside. Uh, so, for example, if they were in a car crash or if they hurt themselves、uh, doing some sort of activity outside,、uh, mm-hmm. I, um, a good example would be, for example, if I were on a had been on a flight,、mm-hmm. uh, and、um, the flight attendants would ask if there was any doctors that would be will- willing to volunteer to assist a passenger.、Mm-hmm. Uh, that's someone I've done on many occasions, totally for no compensation. Right. Yeah. And speaking of, do you want to、um, tell us a little about your brief time as a flight physician?、Uh, yes.、Yeah, so、um, I spent a few years、um, working for Lifeguard and、mm. as a flight physician. And my role there、uh, would be to accompany both a nurse and a paramedic、um, and repatriate、um, patients that were、uh, ill when they were traveling、uh, mm. for, for their insurance companies. Uh, so we would go fly to the location wherever it might be,、uh, often a remote location、mm-hmm. where the healthcare wasn't very good.、Right. Uh, we would stabilize them,、uh, put them on the plane,、uh, and then fly them back so they could get 
um, their normal healthcare at home. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's super interesting. Being a flight physician, that seems definitely also like a cool career path. Okay, so um, thank you for that. Back to the creative questions, just a few more. Sure. Um, if you look back at this past week, what were the three things that you most enjoyed doing? This doesn't necessarily have to be work-related. It could be any three things. Mm-hmm. I would say that if it weren't for the pandemic, Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that one of the things that I might have enjoyed would be certainly travel. Mm-hmm. Um, simply because I don't have a uh, physical office or staff that I need to, um, you know, maintain. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it gives me a lot of flexibility to uh, be away and to travel. Right. Um, um, another thing would be probably to um, spend time with um, my family and uh, friends. Mm-hmm. Um, because... Uh, even though I am, my job is very demanding and it's very busy on shift, mm-hmm. uh, that intensity allows me to have uh, more free time and flexibility to right. be able to spend with my family and friends. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, that's. Uh, oh yes, sorry, I cut you off. Uh, I was just. You, you can go ahead, um, and then I can tell you maybe a third uh, activity. Oh okay, yeah. yeah. I was just thinking on the point um, of how like the intensity on shift allows you a lot of. Um, like or comparatively more free time when you're off the clock um, to say like travel or spend time with family and I feel like that's an interesting perspective because for me I've always perceived doctors as like crazy crazy busy and I'm sure you are when you're on shift but I always thought it was like gotta be like in the hospital all the time that was kind of the perception I had of like most doctors I think so is that like, mm-hmm. I may I may be unique, but I like to uh, limit the number of shifts that I do per month mm-hmm. uh, to about um, anywhere from about four. So per month would be about sixteen and mm-hmm. four a week. Um, so because of the intensity of the work, I find that I really need uh, a bit of the off time. Mm-hmm. Uh, other uh, physicians, well, I have to say, uh, when I was early in my career, I did actually work much more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would work probably. Uh, six uh, shifts a week uh, oh, and, okay. and I found that uh, unsustainable uh-huh. uh, so I think that I, uh, you have to give yourself a bit of free time to kind of recover uh, from the shifts from the intensity of the shifts uh, and I think that's the secret to uh, longevity in the career right yeah I feel like that's a that's something that's really important for I think most careers right setting boundaries and making sure that you don't overstretch yourself um so this is also more passion related, I feel. So what is something that makes you... Oh, sorry, before we move on to that, I think you had a third thing to share. Do you want to share that with us? Um, I, th- I think the, the third thing would be um, my love of, I guess, um, you know, anything that's motorized, mm-hmm. uh, like automobiles or motorcycles or uh, boats and stuff like that. And But that's not necessarily tied to... Um, you know, my career um, Mm -hmm. or necessarily to the life path, but it's something that I like to uh, enjoy my free time. Right. That's interesting. Definitely. Are you, do you have a license to drive a boat as well? Um, I think uh, I don't have a license for a boat. (laughs) I do have a license to, uh, you know, drive a motorcycle. Uh Uh, And um, I also enjoy my time, um, you know, driving cars on the, on the track. That's, that's really cool. Wow. That's very interesting. 
Okay. Um, yeah. So back to the idea of what is something that makes you lose track of time entirely? What makes you forget to eat, forget to look up a clock, maybe even forget to sleep at times? Mm, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Asking the big um, questions. I would say again, going back to having uh, the free time. So mm. uh, stuff like, for example, being able to travel. Right. Uh, to maybe go out, um, maybe to go to like a, a restaurant or something like that.、Mm. I think just being able to maybe explore kind of、um, a new location and maybe、uh, the people and the culture、mm-hmm. uh, was something that I could spend、uh, weeks at a time、uh, doing. Right. Yeah. That definitely sounds interesting. Okay. So one last question, and maybe the most important one. Um, in your own words, please define what passion means for you. Okay,、uh, so passion means for me、um, waking up every day、uh, and looking forward to、uh, doing、uh, my favorite things.、Mm-hmm. And if one of those things is going to your job,、um, you know, helping patients,、uh, saving lives,、uh, and then feeling the reward from that,、uh, then it no longer feels like a job. Mm-hmm. Then, then it becomes,、uh, you know, a passionate career. Right. Yeah, and I feel like that's an important distinction that sometimes isn't made. Like the difference between going to a job that, you know, maybe feels really like work, and then finding one that works for you in the sense that makes passion helps make it not feel like work. Yes, and I, I feel that、um, if you are,、uh, you know, in the process of、uh, choosing a career. Uh, definitely doing something that you really enjoy, regardless、mm. of what other people feel.、Uh, that passion, that love, that energy、uh, for that、um, will definitely come through, and、mm. uh, people will recognize that. And I think that uh, naturally um, the reward will come just because、uh, you know you enjoy it. Hmm. Yeah, and that's also <laughs> something that's super important, especially when. You know, obviously there are careers out there that aren't as fiscally or financially rewarding in the immediate moment compared to some other careers. So this idea of how passion can make it rewarding in a different way is also an important ideal to keep. Yeah, I think、um, I think it, it is important to,、uh, to look at the financial aspect because、mm-hmm. people do need to、uh, earn money to、um, for a living to pay their mm-hmm, expenses. Mm-hmm.、Um, but I think that.、Um, If your definition of success is also feeling happy,、uh, feeling rewarded,、uh, mm-hmm. then you also have to balance those factors as well too.、Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So thank you for sharing with us your take on passion.、Um, this was incredibly informative.、Um, I really like the advice that you gave in hindsight about extracurriculars, and especially how you mentioned that you only knew in uni, or perhaps even after uni that you—well, not after, but after kind of undergrad—that、um, you wanted to head into med school because that is an idea that a lot of people don't think about. It's this, like I mentioned earlier, you know, first first major you get into is kind of the course that the rest of your life is set for. So that's a really Really good thing to know. Very valuable advice to hear.、Uh, but one thing I think、um, is that most people do think this way, and、mm. of course, very competitive、uh, careers in terms of people、mm-hmm. wanting to do certain things. Right.、Uh, it is important to at least have that kind of I- idea that you do still need the the subjects. Like for,、mm-hmm. for example,、mm-hmm. I still needed to do chemistry and organic chemistry. Right. So that you still keep your options open. 
but yes, uh, there are alternative uh, ways, um, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that if you really uh, uh, know your subjects, if you really love your subjects, uh, then it will show in your application to whatever university or career that uh, that you want. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. So it sounds like it comes down to passion at the end of the day. Yes, and I think that if you have passion for what you're doing, then the happiness. Uh, and the joy will come, and then you'll have the energy to,、um, you know, do other things as well too.、Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you for your time, Dr. Lee.、Uh, my pleasure. You're listening to A Fork in the Road, Episode Six: Passion and Career. It doesn't always need to be a trade-off.